the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch, and we're glad you are joining us for tonight's broadcast. Have you ever asked yourself the question, who is Jesus, or what does it mean to be saved? How about questions like, what is eternity? Or is there really a God and where is he when I'm truly suffering? These are just some of the topics we explore every weeknight at this time. Over the next 30 minutes, you are going to hear a small taste of what Pastor Dudley Rutherford's teaching ministry is all about. Let's join Dudley right now as he begins his message for us tonight. Now, as you read through the Bible, you're going to read all these promises. And I have several points to make today. And here's the first one. God is the ultimate promise maker, but he's also the ultimate promise keeper. And it's safe to say, and you can write down the number 3,000, because some people have counted as many as 10,000. I think some are counted more than once. But it's safe to say that in God's word, there are 3,000 promises. But what you need to know is that it's not just that he can make promises God fulfills these promises. And the truth is, we've been burned so many times, so many people have broken their promises, that we eventually reach a point where we no longer trust anybody. When someone speaks, we don't trust. And if we're not careful, that carries over into our relationship with God. We've been burned so many times by people, we just don't trust anybody. So that when God speaks... Well, we don't even trust that what he says is true. And it's not just that other people break their promises, write this down, we break our promises. See, we're good at pointing fingers and saying, well, no one else keeps their promises, so why should I? But how many of us have actually said the words, I will love love you till death do us part? I will love you for better or for what? For worse. You make that vow. We, we make New Year's resolutions and statistics say that we break them within the first seven days. How many of us have ever said, I'll meet you at such and such a time only to show up habitually late time after time? How many of us have ever made a promise to God? You've made a commitment uh, to God, a promise to God in regards to you worshiping or obe- your obedience or your tithing or to purity only to break those vows and commitments the first trial, the first temptation. Well, we may be bad at keeping our promise and other people may be bad at keeping their promises, but God, write this down, God keeps all of his promises. Not some of his promises, but all of his promises. And if you study the word of God, you'll discover that Jesus made promises to everyone. He made promises to his disciples. He made promises when the large crowds gathered. He made promises to two sisters who were grieving. He made promises to a humble centurion. He made promises to a thief who was dying on an adjacent cross. He made promises to his adversaries. He even made promises to those who called for his execution. I'll show you just a few. 
Luke chapter 21, verse 33 in your Bibles that says, Jesus said these words, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. I want to ask you, is that true? Yes, Yes, it's true. Luke chapter 8, verse 50, he was talking to Jairus's, Jairus was the synagogue ruler, and Jairus's daughter had died. She, the little girl was already dead. And Jesus came up to Jairus and said these words in Luke 8, verse 50, don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. Was she healed? Yes, she was. John chapter 6, verse 54, Jesus told some disbelieving Jews, whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on that last day. Is that true? It's true. John chapter 14, verse 2, he told his disciples before he left and went back to heaven, Jesus said, I'm going there, but I'm going there to prepare a place for you. Is he doing that this very moment? I believe he is. John chapter 16, verse 7, he said, unless I go away, the counselor, which is the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Is that true? Now, ladies and gentlemen, I've just read you five. There are still 2,995 more promises that God has made. Don't ever forget. Yes, he is the greatest promise maker of all time, but he's the greatest promise keeper of all time. Number two in your outline. His promises can be categorized. Now, I'm going to let you on a little secret. If you haven't figured this out yet, you need to know this. Whenever you've heard a sermon, and I can do this, I don't care who I listen to preach, that sermon falls into about one of 12 different categories. Every sermon you've ever heard can fit into about one of 12 different categories. It's either about evangelism or discipleship or the end times, or it's about forgiveness, or it's about heaven. Uh, it's, about, it's, it's about one of 12 categories, all right? And uh, these 3,000 promises, for the most part, can be put into one of, of, of about three major categories. So we're going to take all 3,000 and sum them up. Are, are you with me? So the first category, write this down. Many of God's promises are transformational promises. They have to do with God transforming our life. That no matter how bad our past has been, that if we come to the Lord, that God has the ability, and He promises, His Word assures us, that God has the ability, no matter what we've done in the past, that we can be forgiven, and that God will give us a new heart, a new beginning, a second chance, a do-over, that he will put our life back together again. The Bible says in Ezekiel 36, verse 26, I will give you a, a what? A new heart. What does that mean? Well, it means our old heart is full of sin, full of evil. It becomes calloused, indifferent to the things of God. And God's word says, I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you. And then he says, I will remove from you a heart of stone. Your your heart is so hard towards the things of God is like a rock. And God said, I will remove that heart of stone and I will create in you a, a heart of flesh, a new heart. Paul said these words in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17, therefore, if anyone, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. And that's why if you're here today 
And your life is in shambles. Your life is a wreck. You've made some wrong decisions and you've been walking down a road that's a dead end. And you're here today and you think, there is no way I can start over again. There's no way I can put my life together again. I've made so many bad decisions in my life. I've ruined everything. You need to read the Bible. Because the Bible teaches that God and only God can put your life back together again. I don't care how many how bad your life has been. I don't care how many sins you've committed. I don't care how bad those sins are. I don't care how many times you've committed those sins. I don't care how far down that wrong road you've traveled. I don't care how hopeless you might feel. I want you to know if you read God's word, you'll discover it doesn't matter how far you've gone down the wrong road. God can bring you back and put you on the right road if only you'll look to him. Why, the Bible is full. It's full of stories, transformational stories like Zacchaeus. In Luke 19, he was a cheating, lying thief of a tax collector until he met the Lord Jesus Christ and the Lord transformed his life. Mark chapter 5, there was a demon-possessed man who lived in a cemetery and he was so strong, he would come out and he would just beat people up. And the Bible says he was filled with many demons And he was so strong that sometimes they would put chains on his hands just to keep him under control. And he he was so strong, he would break the chains, beat people up, until he met Jesus. And Jesus cast the demons out. And it says this in the Bible, that he's sitting there on the side of the road in his right mind. And people walked by and said, that can't be. How did that happen? There's only one answer. He met the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord Jesus Christ transformed his life. I think of Saul, who was a persecutor of the church. Why, back in Saul's day, he would come to the church, and if you were in church like you, he would take you and either throw you in jail or he would put you to death. That's what Saul was like until Acts chapter 9 when he met the Lord, and the Lord God transformed his life, and the great persecutor of the church became a missionary. He goes on four missionary journeys. He becomes a church planner. He then writes half of the New Testament was written by a guy who used to kill Christians. The Bible you read was written by a man who put Christians to death. You talk about transformation. And if God can transform Saul's life, God can transform anybody's life in this room here today. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 6. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9, we're talking about transformational promises. Do you not know that the wicked will not, everybody say the word not. Not. The wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God. You do know that, don't you? Do not be deceived. And then he has all of these these sins, that they're, they're really bad. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor male prostitutes, nor homosexual offenders, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the slanderers, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. 
you're not getting in. But then he says in verse 11, and this should make everybody in here smile. He says in verse 11, and that is what some of you, what's the next word? Is that present tense or past tense? It's past tense. In other words, he's talking to a church, and he says, you all know that all these evil, immoral people aren't getting in. But then he goes, that is what some of you were. And he says, but you were washed. Of course, we know that happens by the blood of, blood of uh, the Lamb. And you were sanctified, which is the Spirit of God that purifies us. And you were justified, which is what uh, happens on the cross. When Jesus died on the cross, he paid the penalty for our sins. He says, that is what some of you were, but you were washed, you were sanctified, and you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Now, as I look across this audience, I don't know all of you, but I know a lot of you. And a lot of us in this room came from really bad past. We were engaged in many things that would be considered wicked. Many of us in here were, have been immoral. There are people in this room that have been to prison for things that they've done. There, there are people all over this room that have done some, some things that if we announce, it, it'd shock you who was sitting next to you. <laughs> However, as you look around, I want you to know we've been washed. We have been sanctified and we have been justified. And you're sitting out there going, well, God couldn't save someone like me. Hey, let me tell you something. I know a thing or two because I've seen a thing or two. And if God can change the lives of people in this room who would raise your hand and give testimony that God washed me, that God sanctified me, that God justified me, raise your hand if you're one of those folks. If God can do it in their life, then guess what? God can do it in your life. The transformational promises of God. Number two are the provisional promises. Now, this has nothing to do with God transforming your life. Many of the promises in the Bible over and over again talk about how God is going to provide for things in your life. Now, we don't have time to read all this, but I'm going to, and I'm not even going to show them to you. You could try to write down the one word if you, if you can write fast. But I will tell you uh, what some of these are. In John chapter 14, verse 27, he promises to give you peace. Philippians 4, 19, the Bible says he will meet all of your needs. Not some of your needs, but all of your needs. Matthew 6, verse 30, it says that he'll provide you clothes. To where? That's what it says. That God will provide clothes. So God's already fulfilled that promise. Psalm chapter 20, verse 4, it says that he will give you the desires of your heart. 1 Corinthians 9.11, he'll give you resources. And the Bible says that God will meet your financial needs. Acts chapter 2, verse 38, he'll give you the Holy Spirit. He'll give you the forgiveness of your sins. Psalm chapter 61, he'll give you shelter from your enemies. Matthew chapter 17, he'll give you enough faith that you can speak and you can move that mountain. John chapter 14, verse 13, 
it says that he promises to answer all of your prayers. And did you know that God answers all of your prayers? Now, sometimes he says yes. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says later. But he will answer all of your prayers. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says that he will give you power. Acts 2 verse 17, he will give you dreams and visions. Ephesians chapter 3, he promises that he will give you the ability to know and to understand the love of God. And if there's one thing that you need to understand, you need to know and understand the love of God. And God will give you that ability according to Ephesians chapter 3. Psalm chapter 32 verse 8, he will give you, he will lead you, he will guide you, he will direct you. John 16, 13, he'll give you the truth. James 1 verse 5, it says that anyone lacks wisdom, all you have to do is ask. And if you ask, God will give you wisdom if you ask. Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, he'll give you protection from those who rise up against you. Philippians 4 13, the Bible says he will give you strength. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, he will give you comfort from above. Now those are just 18. 18. So I gave them to you so you could look them up. There's thousands of other verses in the Bible of things that God will provide to you. And what I want you to know, He provides all of these things to you through Jesus Christ. They all come through Jesus Christ. John 15 tells us that He's the vine, we are the... And we're all connected to Him. His life flows through us. His Spirit flows through us. On my own, I have nothing. I am nothing. On my own. I want to say it again. On my own... I have nothing, I am nothing. But through Jesus Christ, I have everything. And all of his promises of provision belong to me and belong to you if you're in Christ. The Bible says in the Old Testament that God has many names. Jehovah Shalom, which means the Lord is our peace. Jehovah Nissi, which means the Lord is our banner, which means he gives us victory. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals I want you to write this down. He's also called Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides. He's a God who provides. I want to remind you of the story where Abraham had to sacrifice his son Isaac. And God had called Abraham to take his only son, Isaac, and to climb up a mountain, Mount Moriah, and sacrifice his one and only son. And so Abraham takes young Isaac and they're climbing up the mountain, the side of the mountain. And in that story, Isaac doesn't know that he's the one that's supposed to be sacrificed. Of course, it's all a test. We know that eventually they get up to the top, that Abraham actually ties his son up and places him on the altar. He takes a knife and God says, stop. It was just a test. I wanted to see if you were a real man of faith. And God accredited Abraham righteousness. But when they were going up the mountain, the Bible says that young Isaac asked his father Abraham a question. Where is the lamb that we're going to sacrifice as they're going up to the top? If you read the Bible, Abraham turns to Isaac. And he says these words. He says, Isaac... Jehovah Jireh, God, will provide a ram. Now, if you read the Bible, they go up to the top, they get up to the top, and God told Abraham, he, wraps, he ties the son up, puts him on the altar, 
He brings back the knife. God stops him and says, I just wanted, it was a test. And they turn and there in the thicket was a ram who had been caught in the thicket. Jehovah Jireh did provide, amen? Now, as you walk up, you don't realize that on the other side of the mountain that God is doing Jehovah Jireh stuff over here. You have to just trust in God's Word and in God's promises, not knowing that God, Jehovah Jireh, you can't see what's on the other side of the mountain. When you're going up something difficult, you just have to keep believing and trusting in the Word of God and the promises of God. And Jehovah Jireh will indeed provide for you and for me. Number three, the triumphal promises. God over and over again promises you victory. Just write them all down at one time. He'll give you victory over sin. He'll give you victory over self. He'll give you victory over temptation. He'll give you victory over fear. And many of you here today are struggling with sin. You're struggling with self. You're struggling with some temptation. You're struggling with something you're fearful of. And all of those things, sin, temptation, fear, they're like, they're like a weight tied around your neck. And some of you feel like you're, dr- you're drowning right now. You just feel like you're drowning. These things are just weigh you down. And you need to understand that in Jesus Christ, that God will give you victory over sin. He'll give you victory over self. He'll give you victory over the things of this world. He'll give you victory over the things that you're fearful of today. He'll give you victory over your addictions. Amen. Amen. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13, there is no temptation that has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. For when you are tempted, he will, Jehovah Jireh, He will provide a way out so that you can stand up underneath the weight of all that. Have you ever reached a point in your life where you've put your faith and trust in the ability of God to keep his promises to you? See, the promises are legit. They're here. They're real. They're the promises of God. It's God's word. He gives you uh, transformational promises provisional promises and triumphal promises the question is this have you ever reached a point in your life where you trust in these promises because if you truly believe with all of your heart that jesus christ could transform your life and if you truly believe with all of your heart that god could meet every need that you have and if you truly believe that god could give you victory over sin over temptation over the things of this world let me tell you you would run down this aisle today if you truly believed in the promises of god We hope the message you just heard tonight from Pastor Dudley has been a blessing to you. Isaiah 55 11 reminds us that the preaching of God's word never returns void. We want you to know we have phone counselors standing by if you are in need of prayer. Our number is simple to dial. It's 888-818-4777. We know the enemy is always at work with his deliberate and calculated attacks against us. So please don't hesitate to call us if you are alone and need to pray with someone right now. Again, our phone number is 888-818-4777. If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. We know as Christians, our relationship with Jesus is a daily commitment. 
and not just something we do on the weekends. We believe we have the perfect gift today to help you maintain your daily connection to our Lord for the coming year. Romancing Royalty is a daily devotional book designed to draw you closer to King Jesus with 365 inspirational stories, scriptures, prayers, study questions, and even a place to journal. There are more than 100 contributors to this book, including Greg Laurie, the late John Wooden, Tony Campolo, Jack Hayford, Raul Rees, and Jim Garlow, just to name a few. We know this daily devotional will be a blessing to you. It also makes the perfect holiday gift for a friend or loved one. Pastor Dudley's top-selling daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, is available right now for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. Romancing Royalty can be yours by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. Our number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order Romancing Royalty directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. We know there are many daily devotionals available today, but none come close to the level of insightful contributors to this book. It's our most popular seller this time of year. So we invite you to call and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's daily devotional, Romancing Royalty, today. I'm Kyle Welch, hoping you'll join us again tomorrow night at this same time here on KKLA as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley.